friends, welcome to Conscious Consumption. I'm Isabella Rosley and I have decided to create this space to help educate people about how we can all be more conscious consumers. I want to talk about how my relationship with fashion has evolved, especially when comparing my shopping habits from high school to college. I'm really excited to share my growth because you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I used to order weekly from Shein and Zaffel and Zara and Urban Outfitters, Free People or whatever, because I just loved getting new stuff. I thought it was so fun to add things to my cart and order things, get packages. I love fast fashion. Um, I guess to go off of that, fast fashion is the mass production of rapidly produced garments based on the latest trends. They are made from cheap materials and they use unethical labor to produce the clothes. That's why they're such they're priced at such a low um, price point. So in 2019, I started going to college at Colorado State University where I studied apparel and merchandising. And after just a couple weeks of classes, I learned about how detrimental the fashion industry is. I remember how shocked I was to learn that the fashion industry is one of the leading polluting industries. And I still can't believe it because fashion is just non-essential and it's causing so much damage. And since being educated on the environmental and ethical impacts of fast fashion, I haven't purchased anything from one of the major fast fashion companies. And, you know, I don't expect everyone to do this. However, I do hope to help educate you guys on just how we can be aware of our environmental footprints and I'm hoping we can ultimately create a more sustainable future. I understand we're all very busy focusing on ourselves, how we can make money and be happy or whatever, but it's important to learn about the consequences of fashion because we're all buying it and wearing clothes and you know, we should really be conscious of all of our purchases and the effects that they have. So last year, I was fortunate enough to study abroad in Florence, Italy for six months and managed to travel to 10 different countries while I was in Europe. And then I moved to America and lived in Colorado for seven months. And now I'm living in Bangkok, Thailand and traveling a bit throughout Southeast Asia for a few months. So I'm hoping to share a lot about my experiences in all these places. I feel like traveling has allowed me to gain a new perspective on fashion. So I'm hoping that throughout this podcast, I'll be sharing just some more personal findings and doing some interviews with people from all of the world that I connect with during my travels. And... Well, I am excited to talk about my perspective about fashion all over the world, you know, and share different people's ideas about it. I also want to talk about more sensitive subjects that maybe aren't as comfortable to talk around people every day, you know, casual conversations. What really sparked the urgency for me to start this podcast was the 10-year anniversary of the Rana Plaza incident. And for those of you who don't know about this, the Rana Plaza building was a nine-story building that housed five different garment factories in Dhaka, Bangladesh, and it collapsed on April 24th of 2013. 
and this happened while people were working in it. So over 1,130 people were killed and more than 2,500 people were injured. And of the people that were only injured, a lot of those survivors had to amputate their limbs to escape the concrete that they were stuck under. I remember reading a story about a lady who had to have her uterus amputated. And the day before the building collapsed, they actually noticed the cracks in the structure. And the lower shops were all closed as a safety precaution. There were some banks there and other offices. But the higher floors where the garment factory were, um, the owners actually ordered the workers to return to work the next day and they just ignored all the warnings. And then later that day, the building collapsed. And there were campaigns created to demand compensation from the over 25 global fashion brands who sourced from Rana Plaza, but a lot of the companies denied their involvement and didn't want their brand associated with the Rana Plaza incident in the media, so they just didn't participate in um, the compensation. And some, a lot of them did end up paying, though, but there's no amount of money that can make up for the thousands of lives lost or damaged just for low-quality, low-cost, fast-fashion products. Some of the companies involved are Mango, Walmart, The Children's Place. Uh, there's a lot of other ones. Zara, apparently. That one's hard to confirm, though, because a lot of these you know, companies didn't really want to openly be involved. Anyways, um, unfortunately, it takes extremely tragic incidents like this to wake people up as to how awful working conditions can be. And on top of working conditions, I also want this podcast to talk about textiles and a couple other topics. I'm no expert about this, but I'd like to share what I do know and what I'm continuing to learn. I want to share simple tips about how to be more conscious consumers, of course, and discuss topics like greenwashing, retail therapy, misconceptions about thrifting, and a lot more. And if you have any requests, you are more than welcome to send them my way. So another reason I was inspired to start this podcast is because since I am so passionate about this topic, I it does come up actually a lot for me. And when I do talk to people about fast fashion and synthetic textiles and things like that, a lot of the time they're shocked by what I'm saying. And by now, most of us have heard the term fast fashion, but not that many people really know what that means. For example, when, or they don't really know any details about fashion and production or textiles, and that's okay. That's why I'm trying to spread awareness um, so we can make a difference. But one instance that made me think of this is that, so when I tell people that when they wash their clothes that's made from you know polyester or acrylic or whatever microfibers are released into the ocean every single wash like millions and um, yeah I don't think we really think about how that cycle just continues with fish eating those microfibers and how that disrupts the ecosystem and you know what role we play in that I think I'll probably also do some storytelling throughout this podcast because I like telling stories. Uh, Last year when I lived in Florence, I had 
six roommates and they all went to school in the South Carolina and they were all from the East Coast. And they all religiously went to Zara every week. And it was so funny because just a couple days after their purchases, someone would be like, oh, it just ripped or it shrank in the wash or, you know, like their faux leather pants, the seam just broke and they've only worn them once. And then I kind of explained to them that the clothes are disposable and they're only supposed to last a couple wears and then you're supposed to, you know, buy the next product, the next trend, I guess. And eventually I convinced two of them, Emily and Lucy, to try a different kind of shopping, secondhand. So I took them thrifting to my favorite secondhand shop in Florence, which was so such a great store. I loved it. I didn't go that often, but when I did go, it was really enjoyable. And it was their first time ever thrifting, and they loved it. They had such a good time. They were so excited about the uniqueness behind each of the their finds, and they were also excited to buy high-quality clothes because they genuinely weren't used to it because they had only purchased fast fashion products for the most part, other than, you know, if their parents got them something. But, um, yeah, when you take a moment to compare a fast fashion garment to a high-quality piece, the difference is really noticeable in terms of the hand and comfort, durability, and longevity of the piece. I remember Lucy got a vintage Levi's jacket that she ended up wearing almost every single day for months. And I know she's still wearing that jacket because she loved it. And it's a high quality piece that's just going to last her so long compared to, you know, if she had gotten a jean jacket from Zara, for example. (laughs) So after taking them thrifting, when we traveled to other places, instead of Googling Zara near me, they started to seek out thrift stores near them. And knowing that I influenced their consumption habits, even for making a slight transition from some, like, less fast fashion to more secondhand, that made me feel like it's worth continuing to try and spread my knowledge to more people. And as I'm living in Bangkok, I had a similar experience with my current roommate, Maria. She has heard of fast fashion, knew it was bad, but didn't really know many details about it. And... I remember at dinner once when I was talking to Maria about some of this stuff, she was just so surprised at when I kind of went in depth about what I was saying earlier with the microfibers in the ocean and just how every time we do our laundry, millions of those microfibers are released into wastewater treatment plants, but they can't be filtered, so that's why they end up in the ocean. And I think that learning those simple... Like, being able to grasp those simple concepts can actually make quite a big difference in how you view fashion or whether or not you start checking the labels to what your clothes are made of or what your next purchase is made of. Because learning learning about textiles is really cool, but also learning about how you can change your habits. Um, you know, washing your clothes less, for example, or just, yeah, I'll talk about some more of that stuff later. And I don't know if I would know about this stuff if I didn't study fashion for years in college, so that's why I try to spread the information. And I've had a lot of encouragement from the people that I've talked to about this topic, which, like I said, is kind of a lot of people because it comes up a lot, because I bring it up a lot. (laughs) So thank you, everyone, for all of your encouragement. I'm sure you're also the first people to be listening to this podcast. (laughs) 
And it's things like this that remind me how much we really can make a difference through sharing our knowledge and experiences. I'm really proud of myself for wanting to learn more about this and wanting to make a difference. And, and I'm hoping that when I pass something on, you share some of that knowledge with your friends or family. And gradually, we can all change our consumption habits and be a lot more thoughtful with our purchases. So throughout this podcast, I never want to judge you or shame anyone for their purchases. I just want to increase awareness about this topic and share stories with you. That being said, my tone may change and sound a bit more intense when I talk about certain sensitive topics, but I think that's pretty natural when we talk about something we're passionate about, and I'm very passionate about this. So before I close out my podcast, I thought it would be nice to share a funny story or something personal or just whatever I'm in the mood for. So this past weekend, I went to Long Prabang in Laos and I mostly just stayed downtown. So it felt like a really small town, even though there were a lot of people there. I also am not super comfortable motorbiking. So that's one of the reasons I stayed in town. But there are a lot of hidden gems like within it and nearby and I had a really fun time it was relaxing and I connected with a lot of wonderful people. I did take it went go with a friend and motorbike to a really beautiful waterfall, which was great. And just walked along the river, strolled around the night markets, ate really great Lao food. I also went to a traditional storytelling show where a local man told stories about Long Prabang and Sitting beside him, there was a sweet elderly lady playing an instrument called can, I think, which is a free reed mouth organ made from bamboo pipes. And she played it so beautifully. And the man telling the stories used a ton of different voices, which was really just pretty hilarious. And I had great company with me for the show, so it ended up being a really lovely time. And anyways, there wasn't a lot of nightlife here. So for some reason, the thing to do was to go to the bowling alley. And it was pretty much the only place open past 11. So of course, like me and whoever I met that day would go to the bowling alley, take a tuk-tuk and play a couple rounds. They had archery and ping pong there too, which was kind of random, but we'd play that. And anyways, one night I ended up taking a tuk-tuk back into town after bowling. And was just in the best mood, feeling so overwhelmed with gratitude and thankfulness and full of just love. And as I was gleefully, you know, walking around with a smile on my face, I wasn't exactly watching where I was stepping and it was dark out. And the next thing I knew, I was in a hole that was knee deep with sewage water. I had just walked into a, like a sewage hole. I just walked right into it. And luckily I was fine. I just scraped the side of my arm and my hand. And it's definitely infected right now. But <laughs> it's okay. I was, I was also wearing my favorite green dress. And literally half of it was soaked in disgustingly stinky sewage water. And it was probably one of the worst smells I'd ever experienced. Um... But I'm not even surprised that it happened because I feel like whenever I'm at a peak in my life, I have some sort of setback and I can't help but laugh about it because it just does not even matter. I'm so thankful for other parts of my life and I can just choose to focus on those parts instead of something that happened that I can't do anything about. And on top of that, 
I the same night I also lost my debit card, which I don't I literally don't know how, but again, I'm not that surprised it happened. And <laughs> I think it's easy to feel angry. I definitely could have let that spoil my night that I fell into a sewage hole. <laughs> but um I think that yeah, despite it being easy to feel angry, we can it's easy to forget that it's easy to, you know, feel that anger and then just move on and choose to feel thankfulness for the things that are going right in our lives because it's so much more fun to feel thankful than angry and I know we can't always do that, but it's just nice to remind yourself of those things and that's something I journal about a lot, just my thankfulness and then it puts a lot of my energy just into being thankful which I like putting my energy into that. Anyways, I know I can be quite scatterbrained sometimes, so thank you for listening to my first podcast through to the end. I really appreciate all of the people who have encouraged me to start this podcast and for all the random people listening and everyone else. I just appreciate everyone so much and I'm sending nothing but love and happiness your way. I hope you learned something today.